Well, Series 2, Episode 11, lads, and it's the middle of the summer. What a warm night it is, too. Well, it's a bit thundery here. It's gone a bit rainy. What's happening with you? You're in Wales, Phil. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, not- and it has just got a bit dull. Mm. North Wales, Dar, Phil. Oh. <laughs> it's, very much. it's a clean show, Martin. Do you mind? <laughs> just say good evening in Welsh. Oh. Yeah, and, and then we, we're happy because the Wales have won as well. well yeah, <laughs> oh, I didn't well see. Well, yeah, Turkey, well yeah. done, Wales, indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome to what was only human radio. No longer, we've had a change. We are now Pulsate Radio. So, because only human is well, it's more of a local group. It's, it's this thing for, for 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 the people within the group there. And we've kind of moved out a little bit, trying to bring in people from outside as well, as well as including people from within the group. So we thought it's time for a little bit of a brand change. We're going to move away from that, but we really do want to do a massive shout out to Andy Peggs, who started the ball rolling on absolutely all of this. And without him, none of this would happen. This radio show wouldn't be here, all of the community wouldn't be here, and the live shows and all the rest of it that uh, we put together wouldn't be here without Andy Pegg. So Andy Peggs, thank you so much for getting us going on this. Um, your legacy will live on and on and on in the radio show and in the live show. So I'm sure there's a big appreciation from everybody for that. So there is a new place to find us. Uh, we are on pulsateradio.co.uk. Uh, uh, you might want to ask Marianne to pick that spoon up, Martin. Um, <laughs> and also, we, if you want to contact us, it's pulsateradio.co.uk. I, I do hope she doesn't swear. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll still be able to find us on the Only Human page as well. So we'll still be bouncing around here too. And we're still on Circulate Radio and in all the usual places. And our YouTube channel is the same. It's just been changed name now to Pulsate Radio rather than uh, Only Human Radio. So please keep joining us. Please keep following us. Uh, and again, uh, one last time, thank you so much, Andy Peggs, for doing everything for us that you've done so far. And I'm sure you guys will reiterate that as well. Of course, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. He's the man. He is the man. And talking about the man, we're on with the show. We've got some amazing things lined up tonight. Martin, you did a marvellous job last week with your lineup. I've got to say, it really was spectacular. But this week, oh, well, I think you might have outdone yourself. Again? Well, I think you might. I don't know what you think, Phil, but it is it is a lineup and a half. Yeah. Well, there was, uh, you know, there was some anxiety with Andy Pegg stepping away and he used to do what the, the job Martin is doing mm. now. The transition's been seamless. Fantastic choice of, uh, of tracks and fantastic diversity in the sound, um, as always, uh, with Martin's expert ear, which goes back many a year, despite his youthful looks. Hey. <laughs> hey, well, it's it. obviously, we, again, we're, 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 trying, we're, we're trying to do a mixture of uh, the community and further afield. So hopefully we've... Uh, got that balance right i think we have i think we have and we've got some literally some amazing stuff on tonight we've got some really great stuff from inside the community as well i mean some astonishing stuff and some things which are just closely connected to community and some things from further afield so we are starting though and again we're gonna have to be a little snappy tonight i'm afraid we're gonna be quite quick with everything because again we've got another part of our interview we've got the second part of our interview with the utterly amazing and delightful dominic hawk and the first part of the interview was just Mm. fascinating second part is equally as fascinating and equally as uh, uh, well just as warm and generous as he was in the first part but also we've got an amazing piece of music that he's produced uh, straight after that as well but we'll move on to that a little bit later but that's why we've got to be quick so first off uh, we've got what's this song martin where have we had this from yeah this is um a canadian artist called Ast- ostra uh, or um ostra and this song is called the beat and the pulse i thought we put a song in there with the pulse in the title 
just to sort of get us into our new identity. See what you've done there, Martin. So, hey. yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, clever, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So this this is a from about uh, from a debut album about ten years ago. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's jump in and have a listen. Let's have a chat about it on the other side. So this is Austra, the beat.
way to start the show. That was Ostra, the beat and the pulse. And I loved every beat and pulse of that. That was amazing. Phil, come on. I can see you with a big beam on your face there. Yeah, that was a marvellous um, choice of track to start the show off. I've used some different bands to sort of conjure up um, what I feel that the 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 artist is is putting across. So as if people hear me, my description, I'm not saying the artist exactly sounds like this, but mm. I was getting the feeling of early Depeche Mode with the bass, the way it oh, started, yeah. and, and the arps and the hi-hats came in and out very clever. Instead of just being constant, they were yeah. in and out early on. Just great. Um, there was some fantastic vox that come in as well, some female vocals yeah. that came in later on. And when she hit those, um, I call it the Valkyrie, <laughs> like <laughs> falsetto, yeah. you know, sort of wild. It, it just give the give the whole track a lift. Really good, really good stuff. And some of those yeah. vocals are almost ghostly at points as well. Yeah, yeah, sinister. Yeah, yeah, really nice though. I mean, just a beautiful piece of music. Come on, come on Martin, how did you find yeah. that? Well, the bass line is almost like a melody in itself. I mean, yeah. it sort of gives me a reminder of, of a hooky bass line from New Order. Oh, because yeah. it's a, uh, you know, it's, it's got that yeah. sort of the, that that baseline is uh, not just a normal baseline. It's just a, I think it, in the description of the song it is a, is definitely a beat and a pulse in that baseline. Um, yeah, I, I find uh, I find I've got two or three of their albums, and she's very quirky in her delivery of the material. Sort of, so you're gonna you probably could do comparisons to yeah. you know Kate Bush that yeah. possibly, and that sort of quirkiness of a of a uh, compositions. We don't want to bring Kate Bushgate back into the whole situation. Oh no, 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 no! Not after last week. No, yeah, yeah, that was that was a bad mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and again, if we wanted to listen to more Austria, where where can we find that? Is that Bandcamp? The normal routes of Amazon, Spotify, oh, right, okay. iTunes, because you know she she is you know, fairly major. So, okay. Yeah. Proper so, top-notch yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, it was superb though. Really, uh, yeah, amazing piece of music. And um, again, we've got to be a little snappy tonight because we've just got so much in the show. So we're going to move on. Yeah. Next, we've got part of the community. This is Glenn Roberts. Um, this is just awesome. This is just absolutely awesome. Uh, and again, I, I just wrote down, I'm, we're not going to talk much about this before it goes on, but I just wrote down, if you think the, the title's mad, wait until you hear the song. It's just brilliant. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. So we'll jump straight in. This is Glenn Roberts. And I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to pronounce this. Uh, it's F-F-R-W-D, W-M-A-C-R-C-W-R-W. I think it's fast forward, W-M-A-C-W-R-W. Let's give it a go. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
every second of that and great bit of video as well there obviously listening in the radio you didn't but uh, quite appreciate that but that was glenn roberts ffrwd wmacwrw seems for me to say uh, how do you find that yeah. phil well yeah well i thought that the title was um 
Um, a place just outside Cummy Glow, but um, <laughs> apparently it's not. <laughs> apparently it's not. But uh, we were we were debating whether it's fast forward or some, something yeah. to do with um, transport controls on um, recording equipment. Yeah, like, like I said in the previous song, I might use different artists just as a point of reference rather than comparing the artist to that that well-known artist yeah. but this track you can't compare it to anybody <laughs> absolutely absolutely you, unique unique it is unique yeah yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so what i was thinking was when i look back at those letters at the beginning i've had the pleasure of going in an mri machine more than once and that's the sound it makes this track and when i was in the mri really? some people are terrified with them yeah and, and it, the mri machine goes like this because i thought i wish i could sample this when I was in it, it goes, I thought, blimey, I wonder if those letters are controls on an MRI machine and it's all being cryptic. <laughs> and he's, he has managed to sample it or recreate it and then put it into a track really cleverly. <laughs> it's just a really masterful piece of avant-garde electronica, as I call it. And right. a great choice from Martin to put that type of track in. Oh yeah, I mean it was, and, and just the video itself as well. So if you if you listen on the radio, do please go and watch the YouTube one because you can see the video there, and you can see Glenn's mastery of the pieces of equipment that he's actually using to, to do this. Martin, I'm going to jump over to you, but I just wrote down paintballs in the jungle, uh, <laughs> barded with them. That's what I, that's what it felt well, like. Well, well, I, I I put down as modular mayhem, white noise extravaganza. Um, and I, I'm sure there's a, like a sound like a didgeridoo in there on, and a spaceship yeah. taking off. Um, yeah, I saw it just, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it also, yeah. Would, to me, I mean, it's, it's right up Radiophonic Workshop. It could fit into a Doctor Who's episode quite comfortably. But did you, in the video, did you see... Uh, Glenn was getting very excited. He started jumping up and down, and he, he had to pull his jeans up at one point because <laughs> <laughs> he was jumping up and down so much. He went, oh, I put my jeans up. We've all been there. He hadn't got, he hadn't got a microphone in his jeans, had he? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a microphone. Didgeridoo. <laughs> <laughs> had a didgeridoo, yeah. Well, that was absolutely amazing. Glenn Roberts, thank you so much for sending that in. Um, we'd love to. Any more, Glenn, honestly, please just send them through because that was just uh, astonishing piece of music and great to have that as part of the community. We're staying inside the community as well for the next one. Uh, and it's, well, it's actually you, Martin. Uh, so it's very it is. inside the community. It's fourth evening. Yeah. Um, and of, this, um, is this, off, this is off your new album, yeah? It is, yeah. Um, this one. That's handy. Oh, it's, it's, is it ah. back to front? Yeah. But hopefully it'll go, go the right way around. I there we go. Around. Yeah. yeah it's it all right, yeah. Oh, um, oh, it's probably just my camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there we go. Yeah. <laughs> right. I tell you what, let's jump in, have a listen, and then we can all have a little chat about it on the other side. So this is fourth season. Uh, this is Phosphenes.
out the bag, don't you? It's just, it's, it's almost irritating now that everything you do is so, <laughs> so blinking good. It really is. That was that was Fourth Eden Phosphines. Uh, that was just amazing. Were the found sounds in there? Because I, I got like a camera shutter noise throughout that. Well, it's based on a loop. They, yeah, right. there's a definite loop in there. And I think it's from machine, actually. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because I use machine software. I drag and drop the, the sample of the beat yeah. uh, across. That's been sort of work in progress for about two, three years. And I, until, until I actually started working on this album, I started to have a look at it again. And I actually had a working title of uh, Yossi Hotkins, based, based on two, two of one of my, two, two my favourite sort of uh, uh, musicians, Yossi Horikawa and uh, John Hopkins, because I thought, hey, it sounds a bit like that, but I'm not too sure um, what to call it. <laughs> so that's how it developed. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing track though, Martin. It really is. It's just it's just absolutely beautiful. And it almost felt like kind of floating through the mist on the top of a mountain lake. It was just so relaxing and easy just to be inside mm. that song. How did you find it, Phil? Well, it's funny you should say that about floating in the mist on top of a mountain lake, because um, <laughs> as you know, I'm on I'm in on my holidays in Wales now. And I and I thought, ah, I'm starting to see why Martin produces all this, you know, uh, landscape of sound in his music and, and um, ethereal sort of expansive sound. And this track, it was, you know, it was up there with all the others that I've heard off Martin and the fourth Eden um, um, title he uses. And uh, I just found that it was, um, it got a feeling of lemon jelly yeah. The, the mm, yeah. about it. And then with, yeah. with wafts of like mid-term craft work, in there as well later on and then it finished off with what i call an enigmatic piano and bird yeah. song and stuff which just it, the transition was perfect in it and i just left me i was looking out the window at the mountains that so i've got the view here where i am and i just thought ah oh, that's why he does this sort of music <laughs> <It's brilliant. laughs> yeah it, well the the hills are inspiring. A... It is an utterly beautiful piece of music, Martin, as is the whole of your album. So if somebody wants to go and actually access your album, where can they get it from? Uh, well, they can download it from Bandcamp, uh, fourth-eden.bandcamp.com, or they can physically buy the CD, uh, as I got here. Um, so if they want to buy the so CD, Martin, how do they do that? Best to message me um, okay. as a pay, as a PayPal link if they want to buy that. Or so they, if people buy this album, then they actually get uh, a code for the download of the Bandcamp, which includes four extra tracks. All right, Martin, so you've had enough that's, advertising that's, uh, now. That's the incentive. That's, yeah, that's, I know. <laughs> more than enough of that. No, but it is an amazing album. Please do invest in that yeah. uh, if you like beautiful, ethereal, beautiful, just yeah. wonderful landscape music. It is, a, it is an amazing uh, piece of artistry, that whole album, Martin. It really is something to be extremely proud of. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, and thank you very much for the superb song. So we're moving on. We've now got, um, uh, this is just one of the, I think possibly the best title of the night, uh, with the exception of Glyn Roberts's, which again, may be the best title of the night, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's a tough thought challenge. But we'll move straight into this one and chat on the other side. This is Andrew Bayer with Dedicated to Boston's Waste Management System. Thank you. 
Yeah, I can see why that was dedicated to Boston's Waste Management System. I kind of had those feels in there. There was the old sludgy sound. I got that kind of thing. It was, uh, what a wonderful piece of music and some brilliant side-chaining in there. We talked about side-chaining the other week. We haven't managed to do our tech talking yeah. yet because we've run out of space on each show. So <laughs> side-chaining was just absolutely <laughs> spot on in there. How did you find it, Phil? Yeah, it was fantastic. The reverse samples to start with, it, this was actually a very clever track because i was trying to i was listening to it thinking how is he doing this because um they started off with reverse samples and then it was like some scraping music box type pads that came in then suddenly the reverse samples didn't sound so reversed anymore oh, really? yeah to me anyway i'm probably i'm listening on my phone so so I almost <laughs> I like the samples reversed so. and then brought back to normal yeah and- normal uh, or whether it was just the effect of the interaction of the two Mm. sounds then there was a more solid rhythm came in and then like a match being struck snare drum it sounded like to me on the probably if i've got decent headphones and that this might all sound totally different but (laughs) and then there was a thing a drunken drunken sounding choir and then in the end i felt like that they were being flushed down the pipes into the waste management system to finish i thought that was and i thought oh you know, maybe I can see why he used this title. Oh, but it was a, I think you've been drinking. What was expected from this title? I think eh? you've been drinking too much Welsh beer. You could be right, yeah. <laughs> but it is a super... And you've just had your pipes done, Martin, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, that's it. Your pipes yeah, done, so pardon, the, you... pardon the expression. Yeah, <laughs> yeah perhaps... <laughs> That's... I need to play this track and turn the taps on and yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Well, I had to do it in the bathroom. But anyway, uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was an amazing piece of music. So, um, Martin, where did we where did we actually find Andrew Bear from? So there's a record label called An- Anjuna Beats, and uh, I don't know if you guys know about it, but uh, it's a lot of club sounds from trance sounds from the from the uh, sort of from about ten years ago. Um, and as I say, I, I don't know what they're on about, probably volume 20 by now or something like that. Right. Um, it's, it's based for, and there's this, this artist uh, called uh, Above and Beyond, and they're behind it. And uh, Andrew Bayer is one of the artists that plays on this collection, but this is his own album. Rather than like a um, high energy sort of a 140 BPM dance track, this is his own stuff, which I think is very different to the Arjuna Beats uh, stuff. Mm. But say so he's... That's that's how I discovered him, and uh, I've listened to the whole album, and it's awesome. Yeah, it really. And yeah. to me, uh, and uh, as you know, you know, again back to the John Hopkins thing, yeah. it, it does remind me of that of that sort of glitchiness that uh, John Hopkins produces in his um his work. Yeah, absolutely, and a beautifully produced piece of work as well. So, if we want to listen to more Andrew Bayer's mm. stuff, where did we find that? Andrew Bayer. At- bandcamp.com superb well dive into that enjoy more of that stuff andrew bayer thank you so much for letting us play that that was a wonderful piece of music again apologies we do have to keep it snappy tonight so we're going to move on and now it's time for martin's monster 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 it's called Yes, that's right. It's Martin's monster. Oh, yes. And what a monster you've picked this week, Martin. It, it, I, I tell you what, we're just going to... Uh, well, actually, if I can get this one right, let's see if I can get the title right and make sure I've got this correct. Uh, we're going to jump into it. We're going to be out the other side. We'll have a chat about it there. This is Stephen Jones and Logan Sky. Another hallucination. <laughs> Thank you. 
Le monde n'aurait pas existé en dehors du temps. Je sais que la douleur est mesurée et définie.
Another hallucination, Stephen Jones and Logan Sky. That was, mm. I tell you what, I'm not even going to say what that was because we've got a sound file through from Stephen Jones to explain a little bit about the song. So we're going to play that first and then we're going to talk about it. So here we go. This is Stephen Jones talking about his track. Sons of hallucination. The first idea, my first idea, I mean, it came from, I think Logan sent me a very atmospheric backing track and I was struck by its kind of cinematic qualities. And I had been watching the Alphaville movie at that point and um, felt to me like it was the theme tune to a European art house movie, you know, grainy and black and white and full of darkness and sex. So it started there and I, I was thinking about Fade to Grey and I, one of the things that, I mean, Fade to Grey, of course, is a genuine iconic classic. And its beauty does lie in that combination of the coolness of the synths and the, and the French spoken bits. And, and I always kind of thought it would be great at some point to do something like that. So it was just happenstance really that I happened to be about to teach yoga. And a woman who was coming into my class on a regular basis came into the reception where I was standing before teaching and she was speaking in a French accent and I just said right then off the top of my head would you like to record your voice and she said yes and I, I, I did it pretty quickly I mean I, I, I had some lyrics which were kind of influenced by Alphaville and um, we just recorded them and I then edited them on the demo and it just all felt right you know so we it's a new thing and it's an old thing. And is it influenced by Fade to Grey? Absolutely. There is an element of homage to Fade to Grey, which I'm sure anybody can hear. But it also is coming from that kind of tradition of the beauty of the French language, the existential searching of French writers, and the kind of bleak eroticism of those 60s French movies. That's great. That's great to hear the artist talking about the track that way as well. Uh, again, we're going to have to be super snappy here, but Phil, what an amazing track, wasn't it? Yeah, it was beautiful and loved the chaos, the swirling pads that it started with. And then I thought it was treated saxophone 
poking up now and again hmm. because it's featured hmm. Gary Barnacle on the saxophone. Yeah, that's that's Gary, that's Gary Barnacle, and he's played with everybody literally. Um, yeah, and he was in Gary Barnacle did join Visage at one point because uh, his brother, right. uh, Steve Barnacle. Right, because I've put in my notes. Um, then there was some like um, French female sample, mm. which immediately yeah. took me back to Fade to Grave and Visage. Even though the track is nothing like it, but I just one of yeah. my favourite tracks is Fade to Grave, and it just took me there with the, the tone of her voice and everything. And then untreated, beautifully played saxophone came in, mm. giving it a more of a, a jazzy feel. Yeah, it was just a beautiful track. Very good. End to end. Yeah. Just- and almost hypnotic. Yeah. And was there was there a bit of a, yes. an influence or something in there? There was there was something in there, particularly at the beginning. Quite often, it's just me. And again, it might be this week that it's just me due to the silence and the blank looks on everybody else's face. <laughs> 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 the only well, thing I thought was the visage. Yeah, well, it's it's definitely obviously with that with that uh, sound file. It's a definite nod to uh, Fade to Grey, and yeah. these two musicians. Um, both met independently through Steve Strange, who's I'm bless him is no longer is no longer with us. I saw the reincarnation of uh, Visage back in 2013, um, when Logan Sky was the keyboard player. But it was amazing piece of music, um, great bass line, uh, that beautiful little bit of French in there as well. And yeah. have a listen again; you might find that Eastern influence, or it could it literally could just be me. Could well uh, be. It could uh, well be. Uh, so we'll have to uh, move on. Thank you very much, Stephen Jones and Logan Sky, for letting us play that. That is a superb piece of music. Right, we're going to move on to another little bit of voice file here. So we've got our second part of our interview with the wonderful, extremely generous Dominic Hawkin. So if you didn't see the first part of the interview, that was in the first show where we talked about uh, Dominic's early career. And we're moving a little bit further forward in, into his career now and into modern day and what he's doing now. And again, it's just as fascinating as the first half. So thank you so much, Dominic, uh, for giving us your time so generously. So we'll jump into the interview. On the other side, we're going to play Dominic's song, which is uh, Nodder. And what a nodder it is. What a absolutely astonishing track it is. So anyway, please enjoy the interview. Please enjoy the song. and We'll have a chat on the other side. Again, so we, we almost skipped past songwriting. Uh, and again, you know, we, we can't really skip past that because you co-wrote um, what is an iconic song of the 90s, which, <laughs> yeah, you know, it really it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it's an amazing song and it's a song everybody knows. Yeah. And it was a massive hit. It was a hit. Oh, well, it was, I'm just trying to remember, I did write it down somewhere. It was a hit, a massive hit in the UK. five or something. Yeah. I think it was 95 it was or like everywhere six, apart from Amer- America. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's like pretty much what the list that, said. Like yeah, that's pretty much what it said. And, and of course, yeah. anybody who doesn't know, it's Stay Another Day uh, by 17, which was, you know, it was a beautiful song, really nice Christmassy number. But Thank you. So, but how did that come about yeah. again? Because into songwriting from production, from being a keyboard player, it's, it, again, it's, it's quite a step again. Yeah, you meet, you meet a lot of people, obviously, when you're doing that kind of stuff in that yeah. circle. Um, and having worked with quite a few people, I'm, I'm probably was around on people's lists of, oh, maybe that guy can do something kind yeah. of kind of thing. There's a there's a, a key group of friends of about ten people that I have who I've literally known since that the, the 18 year old me stepped into London, including Marilyn and George actually. But yeah. you know, and 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 most of them have stayed within the industry. Um, and have often worked with me or given me a call or whatever. We stay in touch, and it's the strongest friendship. It's, it's amazing, it's the strongest friendship I've ever had. Um, and and that was an example of one of the one of the, one of the guys who I'd done some work with before uh, was uh, involved with managing the band. Yeah, a guy called Rob Keane, who I co-wrote the song with actually. And 
what had happened was I'd kind of, I was looking to get a proper job, really. I'd, I'd sort of stepped aside a little bit from doing the music for a couple of reasons. One, like the dance thing had dropped. I was, I was feeling a bit old in terms of, I was like, you know, 28, 30. And I wasn't, wasn't couldn't compete against the kids with the laptops making yeah. really kick-ass tunes, just as I can't now, you know, and there's some brilliant tracks coming out. And I was just thinking... I don't know. I, I just just looking looking around. I'd, I'd set up a company with a couple of mates that was doing digital audio and multimedia, which was fairly yeah. forefront at the time. You know, it was the big new thing, and we were doing quite well. Well, and I was, and I was having fun, and you know, it was it was it was good. So music, at least for that time, had taken a, a little bit of a back step. So yeah. I was I was still going, spending nights in the studio and, and days in the office, but it. it um, but anyway, I, I had a call from um, from Rob saying, uh, God, he's, he's 17, they've got to write the second album. Um, and I loved E17. Never, never met them. Didn't even know Rob was managing them, actually, to yeah. be honest, with, with, um, with their management team. And um, I, they were just, they really touched a spot with me of being being I love pop music anyway but the pop with a little bit of an attitude and yeah. fun and, and, and entertaining and always funny um and he said they've got do, do you fancy basically do you fancy getting involved with the band um we've got a couple of weeks you've got to write the, the next album and uh, want to want to be more involved because the producer was quite, quite produced first album where they want didn't get that much involvement with the yeah. sound and They've proved everybody wrong, you know. But, but A17 were always as good as the last single. And I think that within the industry and within London Records for a while, it was like, oh, we'll just put out another one, see what happens. Oh, we'll just do it. Yeah. Oh, it's worked. Yeah, we'll just do another record. They weren't a priority act, I don't think. Um, so anyway, and I kind of took that to mean do a few demos with bands whilst the producers maybe make the album again you know if they've locked them out the yeah. first time this is i never met the guys i don't know what's going on um kind of do, do it like that and i'd booked a holiday for a couple of weeks so i thought as i tell you what two weeks with e17 hot summer a bit like it was today in a studio having a laugh is better than going to greece or wherever it was i booked a guy i'm going to cancel my holiday and go and do that <laughs> that was obviously a great decision um so literally that was it. So I, I turned up, um, set on my kit up at a little studio that we often worked at, just a yeah. little demo studio, no, no, nowhere kit like I've got now. Um, and and I and I worked with um and Tony Mortimer, the, the singer, didn't work with the rest of the band, and we just wrote a song a day, literally for 10 really? days. Um, and then another day was on the first day, literally on the really? first day. We, 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 we had a nice song, but we didn't realize what we had. Yeah. Uh, and we finished. We finished at five. I think we turned up about eleven. Definitely out of the door by six. So, so and that, I'm far. I mean, I basically recorded an entire yeah. demo of the whole thing. But, well, that was, so that that was built in a day. So from scratch, from zero, yeah, to end of song in a day, from nothing. Wow. So the management um, had a, a list of tunes, of ten tunes that they wanted valid. The football chant, the dance track, whatever. So literally five genres of songs that they wanted right. to cover off. Which was a good start, actually. I'd never worked like that before. Um, so he said, what should we do today? Well, let's do the easy one, because it's always easy to write a ballad, right? So let's, yeah. let's do that. Um, some chords. And, and it, it just came together, the three of us. Um, 
and and yeah that was it and, we, and i demoed it we had an eight track tape machine and and some keyboards all running off my atari and midi and stuff usual story and we just ended up with a bit of that with the demo vocals and everything um you know pretty much most of the stuff that ended up on the demo ended up, um singer resung it and you know it wasn't a million miles away my the original demo that we had had drums on it yeah um and the final version they funnily enough they couldn't make drums work on the final version it never really sat right for me but you kind of put them on by the time the first chorus comes in the drums kick in or whatever yeah. you know um but they got quite frustrated it was produced by harding and ian kerno who were amazing producers um and so they took the demos and turned it into the track that it right. really is. But they got really frustrated. They couldn't make the drums work. And at one night, late at night, they just thought they'd put a pass down without the drums, just as a B-side, that being the one, funnily enough. We'll leave it as it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's the moment. I was chatting to someone else earlier today about when you're writing songs, about the ones that come quick are the ones that are often the best. They're, yeah, You may, may take another six months to produce a final recorded version yeah but that spark is just that moment just just come the, the ease at which it comes just comes and it was just one of those one of those moments and eight of the songs ended up on the album out really? of the 10 so it was like this is crazy that's yeah. incredible and i do remember i mean on on day three the phone went See, and the producer said, have you got any songs? And I was like, I really wanted to send you some songs. I literally just decided that I was entertainment factor, you know, go and have a laugh. Thank goodness we've done some, including Stay Another Day. I mean, how bonkers is that? So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bite you over the, I'll send you over the dat now. Go on, knock yourselves out. And they were like, this is a brilliant track. I was like, yeah, of course it is. Go on. <laughs> got another one, you know. <laughs> they were like, no, seriously. I think you've really got one here. I was like, all right. And then the publishing company rang up the next day, literally, like yeah, that's, that's, everything, everything starts kicking off. Then it's like, oh, have you got your publishing signed? You know, you realize the yeah. music industry can actually, the speed at which they can yeah. act when there's something in it for them, you know. Um, oh, crikey. But yeah, that was that was that one. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. What an experience that must have been. That must have been absolutely yeah. phenomenal. And then you've kind of yeah. um, moved on quite considerably since then and turned into a, um, well, you're a plug in producer now. Is that, is that, am I describing yes. that right under Mr. Wiggly? That's, that's, that's today's hat. Yes. Um, I've always been kind of technical, yeah. which is one of the reasons I used to get the work being technical and musical. And I've always been, I think one of my skills really throughout my life has been the ability to talk to non-technical people. Yeah. So, and to make people feel comfortable that they're not kind of being bamboozled with stuff. Yeah. Um, and so and that's gone from kind of when I first when I first was doing live keyboards, I had to pretend I wasn't technical because it was incredibly uncool. So you couldn't be a, a happening musician and be technical. And it shows you how bonkers things have changed in the last like 30 years. Yeah. Um but yes, I, the the more music I've done, um obviously things have changed with the way um distribution and the internet and everything kicked off uh, fairly early in, in sort of my career, but I was around yeah. before the best bits of the old music industry when they kind of had everything part of it easy come to the amazing opportunities that we've got now and seeing how to kind of take advantage of them to a degree and then the plus sides and the downsides but i uh after after stay another day i did take some time out i've always still done some music but i kind of thought um I could you could go absolutely mad trying to write another tune yeah. that did that kind of thing yeah, exactly. and i have seen a lot of people in in the industry 
You know, I'm very lucky to have kept most of my marbles. I'm sure I've watched and Marilyn and many people that I've worked with, the front of the band, E17 included, have definitely had their their challenges, you know. Yeah. And, and and I did think it was pretty much time for uh, at least a bit of a break and, yeah. and to not try and beat myself up about trying to write another song. If it happened, it happened. But, you know, um, and I'd already been running... Um, uh, a company with these two other guys that had done well, but had moved on into a more kind of uh, internet techie company away from the digital audio and yeah. actually more into secure hosting and internet hosting. So it was a very valid company, but but its path had moved away from what I've been with. Um, and I actually set up another company with with a, another friend after that for uh, that that ended about four years ago when it was bought by a larger company that was in um, the gambling industry of all things. Really? really? Really weird. But I started building, um, I, had, I had a friend uh, called Andy Clarkson who mm. was the editor and he built Maxim magazine in the US. All right, yeah. Biggest men's mag in the US, the biggest magazine in the US forever. He worked with Danish Publishing. And when Danish Publishing was sold, he was effectively jobless, you know, incredibly successful, but jobless came back to the UK um, to do or looking into building a kind of um, gambling oriented version of Maxim online right. in the UK. It's probably the best way to describe it because a lot of the advertisers in the US were gambling companies. Mm. And so it was a natural thing to get involved with. Didn't really work. It's very different, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. what we ended up doing was a lot of the gambling companies said, we don't really want your magazine or anything, but can you help us out? Because we've got all these challenges trying to get new customers and trying to, you know, you, you know how, how our target market, market minds work. Basically, our target market is your readers of Maxim magazine. Right. We need to do. And he came up with a few ideas. And we, really strangely, he just rang me up and said, I've got, I'm suggesting all these things and they're all technical. I have no idea how to build them. And all these companies are saying, yeah, yeah, great. Off you go and build them. Can we do something? You know, just at the time when I was thinking, oh, I need to take a bit of a break from this. I was like, yes, this sounds good. I am not sporty in the slightest. It's don't I have all perfect. You know, I can just hide away in the back room and I can build stuff. You know, it's interesting. So we ended up, you know, the adverts you get between football matches that say Rooney to score twice in the middle yeah. one, you know, right. I built the system that pushes those ads onto the TV because it's really? live, you know, they're, they're pushed through instantly. So yeah. it's all about very fast data. And we also built a ton of other stuff for the industry. We built um, a, a thing that uh, instead of getting adverts on websites that said free 25 pound bet yeah. next to uh, an article about Man United, I built a kind of mini Google system that would go off and go, oh, that's an article about Man United. I'm going to go and find all the scores and, and data about Man United and give them a nice little advert with a tiny little, all this stuff associated with, with attracting people. You know, that kind of thing. Nothing yeah, to do with these music whatsoever. So I built systems that did that. And, and I did that for 10 years, as well as a bit of music in the background. And William Hill bought the company about three, right. three and a half years ago. Yeah. So, so this was great because I was just getting to the point where I was like thinking, oh, I'm still doing loads of music. I really want to do some more music again. And it was just perfect. So the company is doing very well and, and, and everyone was really happy about the, the whole thing. So that then... Gave me, there was a reason behind that. I didn't want to talk about gambling particularly, but that, that, they gave me the time to get back into music, but I still wanted to do some. So uh, I looked at plugins. I've done two things. I've done um, the Incinerator plugin, which is out 
now, obviously, and that's the main thing, which is yeah. a plugin that you can use with your door. Just before that, I wrote an app for the iPhone and the iPad called Snuggle Sounds, which was sleep right. music, like a lullaby generator. It's really an ambient sound engine, but it's what? packaged in a one of my sleep daughters music got it. thing. Yeah, one of my daughters has got it. Yeah, oh, fabulous. Honestly, God, yeah, that's uh, actually, she was only telling me about that yeah. about two weeks ago. It's really neat. Yeah, it's really neat. If I say so myself, I have a nine-year-old daughter who wasn't sleeping well at all. And I went and said, YouTube, you know, lullaby. And, you, and it's literally eight hours of awful, clingy bell, horrible yeah. sounding stuff with 30 million views. And because <laughs> mum and dad have gone, oh, that'll do. Flick that on. Oh, so I wrote a few bits of music and played yeah. them and it made my daughter go to sleep. And then a few friends asked for them. And then I basically decided to make an app. So it's got everything from kind of ambient music to rain noises. And it's kind of in the nicest possible way, the apps and stuff that were out there with a few good exceptions were basically apps first and music second. Yeah. It's so an amazing app. Just stick some audio in. It's a bit like making, writing a magazine, but not caring about Yeah. It's, it doesn't, you know, I made a great blog, but I'm not writing anything in it. The most important bit is the music. So I did the music and then I had to learn how to kind of code the app together. And that was a baptism of fire. So after that, I thought, well, it's sort of sitting there it's done nice I'm, I'm glad to, i'm glad it's working for for your daughter um and i decided to get more involved in some plugins so so that brings all the way nearly up to the present day where i've i've started making plugins of which incinerator is the first and does I seem mean, to be doing really well actually well, i bet it is because I, I watched the demos of it i've not actually used it yet but i did watch the demos mm. of it and i'm going to get it oh, because it one. looks so cool um but you've actually used an incinerator with a microphone yes. inside the incinerator have you actually got it there? Yeah, That's exactly it, right. it was incredible. It's, it's behind me. Yeah. It's, it's just behind there. I don't know if you, yeah, I might, might, you, you can almost see a tiny silver. Just see thing, the corner of it down there. there. Yeah. There. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That was, um, that was so weird because I'm on Sonic State, which is, a, which is a, a kind of synthy music podcast. Yeah. That's been the longest running one. I mean, it's been running for really privileged to be on there occasionally. And uh, we were on there chatting about stuff and about plugins and processing and saying about, you know, if you're working in the box and keeping everything, you know, within the computer, sometimes it's worthwhile making it sound out of the box. Yeah. So you could do various things and you can buy all sorts of channel strips and plugins of which incinerator is one and all sorts of do it. And I just said, to be honest, you can also just reamp it. If you just get a mic and play this thing out your speakers, get the mic, stick it in front of your speakers and just record that and mix that to sound more interesting than just your basic yeah. um, synth sound, you know, and it was, it was the idea that there's these amazing synth VSTs and, and, and plugins that you can get that sound great, but do sound a little clean, perhaps. Yeah. Clinical know, almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Serum and Omnisphere, I mean, they are bonkers, absolutely yeah. brilliant. But occasionally, wouldn't it be nice to kind of just have it coming out speaker and, you know. And so I said, yeah, it costs you nothing. If you've got a mic and you've got your speakers that you're monitoring on, stick there. Or get an old PA speaker and stick it through that. And I just flippantly said, to me, it sounds brilliant. You know, just throw an old speaker in a dustbin and I might turn it up, record that. It's going to give you, you know. And I think a few people laughed and I, and I was like, right, I'm going to get a dustbin. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And actually, <laughs> it 
sounded brilliant. It sounded great. I was making a few YouTube videos. Um, I started uh, with most of these things. I thought, oh, I'll make some YouTube videos. And um, I bought a deluge yeah. when they oh, first yeah, came lovely, out. Lovely and I started making kit. a few YouTube videos about that. Well, that's what kicked me. And, I, and I, I, they've had quite a few views. And the, and the and deluge, deluge was the thing that spurred me onto it. So I thought, I'm going to make a YouTube video about my incinerator. Um, and honestly, when I... You can't really tell what it sounds like in the room when you're recording because mm. it's so loud. The whole thing's like... Bruh. But when I turned it off and I'd mixed the track back, oh, this is actually, yeah, this is good. I like this. It's, um, you have to EQ it a bit, maybe lose yeah. a bit at the bottom, but it's, there's a, there's a, it's moving air. It's the only way I can describe it. It's definitely a, a, a really good sound that sounds like, you know, it, it's different. So that's this link the video and, and and the people were chatting about it because the, the YouTube video is obviously quirky enough to go. Have you seen yeah. this mad bloke in his dustbin? <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> and and then i just thought ah oh, i want to make some plugins and i what the, the angle on the plugins to me was i found that i've ended up using the same plugins on everything i've got yeah. my chosen set of plugins that i almost put on almost every channel i might not switch them all on but generally and that that plugin would tend to be some fab filter Multi, uh, multiple compressor or maybe the EQ. I'd love to put um, uh, ozone across everything or little yeah. bits on there. If it's a delay, I'll probably use a Logic's inbuilt delay or, or one of the ways. Yeah, you know, probably five or six plugins, and I hardly touch anything else. Yeah. And I, and then I looked at that that plugins list of plugins. It's probably twelve hundred quid's worth of software, actually. So you know they're not they're not cheap, and mm. I've used them to death. So it's, they've obviously paid for themselves. But I'm also only using about two percent of of what that plugin is actually yeah. capable of doing. What I'd really like to do is is make a, a set of plugins um, that just just do the bits I want, and that I can charge a lot less for them. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'll produce you know, 20 quid series of plugins that if you put four of them on your thing, you've probably got pretty close to where I'm at. You know, yeah. they're not going to rival the waves and the fab filters. And they're certainly not. I mean, fab filters are beautiful uh, interfaces. But but actually, for my preset range of what I'm doing with a bit of stuff, I could probably spend a hundred pounds and I'd get really, really close to it. That, that to me sounds like a really good project to do. Yeah. Um, and the first one I'll do is and is is the incinerator because actually this it's the only one that doesn't exist at the moment. We yeah. use it on loads of stuff. So I thought, well, we'll kick it off. I've got to learn how to program plugins for starters. Let's let's just see what happens with this one. Um, and I made it, and I was really really pleasantly surprised when I finally kind of I've been working in the other room on a Mac there, so the speakers aren't great. I've been, been fixing the plugin, and the day that I kind of copied it over to here, where I thought. It's not finished, but you know, this is what it's going to sound like. And switch it on. I was like, wow, wow. My wife walked in and I said, listen, listen, this is what I've just made. You know, and there's five or six different presets on there of different. It's not just an incinerator. There's yeah. a big PA stack and an old uh, a few more bits and pieces. And she was like, whoa, because half of me was a bit worried. You wouldn't hear a difference, actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, you never know. These things. Or you might just hear something and go. But you know, she was just like, "Wow, this sounds great!" You know, so that was that was a real moment. Um, and I launched it three months ago, I think. And Sonic State and a few people were really, really kind and and kind of promoted it a little bit, and uh, it's done really well. And I've got just finishing up now the 
the first update release, which is right. kind of uh, a few tests from people and a few improvements on things like the reverb. I've improved a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then it's on to it's on to the next one. But yeah, I'm really really chuffed because I had to build, I had to build the website and all the supporting stuff and do the press releases and make a yeah kind of ordering system and uh, all the bits that surround it are actually harder than making the plugin itself you know the uh copy protection and all that kind of thing yeah but it's been a really yeah really really good uh, well it's experience. it's awesome and again you've so you, yeah, you can go to your website and find it can't you so it is uh, i think it's mrwiggly.co.uk yeah mrwiggly.co.uk yes yeah, absolutely so uh, worth a thing the other thing that's going up shortly is a demo i haven't actually had a free demo download right. so it's been people quite happy to give you your money back if you buy it and you don't like it not a problem but um yeah so people have been buying it based on the demos and um, and word of mouth yeah i think we've only have to refund maybe a couple which is, yeah. which is amazing to, well again uh, just looking at it and the demos you, demo so the bits you've got on the website where you're actually showing how it works as well it's the interface is just beautifully mm. simple nothing overly complicated about it it's Thank just you. got the, the few knobs on there that you need to create the sound that you need it's yeah. just it's a great way of designing stuff <laughs> thank you you know i love plugins which have got loads of buttons yeah. all over them and all the rest of it and they look great but i haven't got a clue what most of it does yes well this is back to what i was saying about that i'm me using 10 or 20 percent of the plugins that i've got yeah. that I using, you know and and every now and then i do scratch the surface and maybe i normally i'll see a youtube video or something and someone will go yeah have you seen this god it does that you know but it's lost and you know um it's just lost in there on me um and you could make it really a lot more complicated actually yeah. it's, it's quite a quite a task to remove some of the bits on there so so as well as the incinerator there is a delay and a reverb section and they're not meant to be competing with top delays they're meant to be embellishments you know if you're going to use a reverb you should probably use a dedicated reverb and i will be coming up with one um but even so you know you could add a lot more parameters in that reverb yeah. just with a bit of pre-delay and a bit of length on there and it's like no we're going to make it really simple just have you know five five position switches throughout and yeah. uh, and i think that really works it really does it's back to being completely simple and the other, the other, the other key thing for me is keeping the cpu load down yeah but one thing i hate is if you're adding a lot of these on every channel um suddenly you're running out if you've got a decent mac you know even on, you know, if you've got a basic mac that should be able to run logic you should really be able to run an incinerator on every channel if you want to without yeah. it completely caning the thing and that could be a bit of a challenge as well under the under the bonnet but um oh, yes yeah, sure. so i'm really 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 proud and honestly what you i never expected to hear back from people sending me here's a thing i did on soundcloud that i've put uh, i've recorded some guitar oh, really? and i've used it on guitar or yeah. i've got these drums or yeah 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 i mean I, I originally intended it for being on things like synths really so um sphere and, and all your classics and falcon and 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 diva and all that it just makes an analogy sounding synth mm. more analogy and you know but of course it does work on Joe. It's demos of it. And and vocals, the guy was sending me some stuff he'd done on vocals, which just sounds great. And it it is a it is a turn it on. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's a bit unfortunate because it doesn't do much else, you know. <laughs> you can adjust the niceness factor. But it really does. So some, you know, there's stuff I've heard with people saying, I've just put it on everything, have a listen to this, and it doesn't sound like it's on everything. It's just yeah. you know, less, less is more. It just has a depth there, I think. Oh, you know. no, it and is then, really... of course, carry on. No, no, go on, Dom. 
I was just going to say people like um, Ty on Sonic State hmm. saying, because he loved it. He goes, great. And I was really worried because he doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't mince his words. No, I didn't pull the punches. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. And he, he really did love it. And he was saying, you know, I, I put it on and it reminded me of the early Depeche Mode album when they were reamping everything. And of course, it, it, it's, it's, it's reamping is the, it's the yeah. technical name for this, you know, stick it through something and mic it up. And they were doing it with massive PA stacks or you could do it in tunnels or whatever. Um, and it does have that sound which i never realized at the time that's what they were doing because you were at the time you were playing samples and synths and thinking it doesn't sound like that you know yeah. it doesn't have that almost industrial yeah i know what you it. mean do you know yeah. what i mean and that's the yeah. way it is yeah but it is it, i mean it's so cool so i do recommend anybody go on to mrwiggly.co.uk and uh, and have a look at that Thank and download you. it and get it bought because it's and again there's because it's you've got demos on there showing what all the presets do uh, and it is amazing and there's also a great video on there which just explains about how you did it with the actual incinerator as well which is just superb as well yes <laughs> that's the original the one where it all first started yeah absolutely. <laughs> which is superb uh, dominic hawken it's been an utter pleasure talking to you this evening i've really really enjoyed myself and uh, really appreciate you spending the time with us um and, i know uh, it's brilliant to be on it as i say i'm a big fan so yeah more power to you it's really well, really good and i hope lots of people uh, hear it as well it's really good Absolutely. Well, we're going to jump into a song now. So we're uh, actually going to play. Uh, a, a, this is a this is a Mr. Wiggly that you did for. I think it was Clownfest actually you did this for, wasn't it? So Clownfest was a, an online festival. It's no, Clownfest Six is coming up in August, yeah. I think. It's a really good thing. Check out Clownfest on on Facebook for that. So thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much, Tom.
Nick Halkin, thank you so much for doing that with us. That really was very much appreciated. Again, uh, apologies for any of the internet issues we had during that uh, that interview there. We had a few little glitches that came through it uh, from my side, unfortunately. But there we go. Um, apologies for that. Uh, but what an amazing song Nodder was. Good Lord. That was for Clownfest, I think, again, that he did that. Um, but crikey, Phil. Well, it was just up my street. I loved this. Um, especially loved his um, bespoke bass drum sound yeah. that he got in there. Um, to start off, and it was just a classic um, trance track, and it was up there with us, you know, the best of the trance um, stuff. I'm a sucker for trance anyway, so uh, you know, couldn't go wrong as far as I'm concerned. I thought he said Georgie, the name Georgie, and then our dog's called Georgie, so that made me like it even more. <laughs> Probably didn't say Georgie at all, but. Could be, but that was that was a proper release quality piece of music. That was that was superb, and that was also um, so. I think Dominic said that he'd actually pre-prepared some of it, but the majority of that was actually done on the fly as he was going through it, using the pieces of equipment that we saw him doing in the video there. So it's an astonishing piece of music, really. So, mm. do you Gosh, think, yeah. Martin? Yeah, it could. You're right. It could be up there with the, the, the likes of Dead Mouse and uh, yeah. other big big DJs. Yeah, definitely one for the club scene. There's some beautiful sort of beautiful sound effects and sweeps in there. Top notch. Yeah, top notch is the word. Um, yeah, thank you so much again, Dominic, for um, for generously giving you the time time with that. And again, Dominic is part of our only human community again, and we appreciate that too. So we're going to move on, and we're going to move into another track and have a chat on the other side. Oh man, our live! This is a track and a half as well. <laughs> we really have got some crackers on tonight. It's a great well, ones tonight, isn't it? Oh, well done, Martin. It's, it, oh, it's a hot, sweaty night here as well, and these are just playing perfectly for it. So here we go, let's just jump into it. This is Hypnotica, this is Time Tracks.
Subnautica, indeed. That was Time Tracks. What? It was a belting dance tune, wasn't it? Hard to know what to say. We've got some right dance yeah. tunes in tonight, haven't we, Phil? Oh, yeah. And this was lovely. And it, it got an orbish feel yeah. to me at the start, like a hypnotic, echoey, trippy sort of start like the orb and then head swaying, triplety throb, I thought, the bass lines and stuff. Waves of noise, which yeah. remind me of Dennis Dinkler with that pebbly beach. And that noise when the, the pebbles are dragged back by the tide. Mm. There seemed to be a bit of that in there, which I thought was very clever, uh, the way they'd done it. Um, then in comes the straight bass drum and the noise snare, perfectly accented with some breathy stab. Very, very good. Another great track on the yeah. show. I mean, yeah, it's, again, just couldn't fault it at all. It was a proper, proper dance track, that. Just absolutely superb. Um, so, again, Martin, where have we found Hypnotica from? Um, well, again, another my, one of my contacts, um, uh, he's, he's uh, Matt McKenzie. I think he lives in Derby. Uh, he's ah. he's he's actually in the only human group now. Uh, he's yeah. he's joined. Yeah, and hopefully he'll, he'll he'll be with us on Pulse Space as well. So, um, so yeah. So yeah, he's a DJ on Artifactor Radio, which is based in Mexico. Oh, um, but they broadcast from Mexico's. But um, so he's got his own uh, Radio Hypnotica Electronica show. Yeah. So he's uh, he's plays uh, similar artists. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought. To me, when it first started, this is, sounds very Tangerine Dreamish, yeah. uh, Tangerine Dream esque, and then it went smack bang into a, into a dance groove. So you got like two two parts to it, really. Fantastic, Marvelous. and uh, I, well, I did write down. I mean, it's hard to say that's my track of the night because I wrote down that's my track of the night, and then I re-listened to Dominic Hawkins and thought, oh, hang on a minute, that's my track of the night, and then I had to listen <laughs> to Glenn Roberts's again. I thought, actually, I do really like that actually. So it, I don't know, I just don't know, but everything's just so good tonight. It really is. So thank you very much indeed uh, for sending that in again and letting us play that. Really is greatly appreciated. And we've got another uh, another good stalwart of the show, show coming up as well now. Um, it's good old it's good old Doctor Skyme, and I think this is yeah. possibly uh, one of the three up for the uh, title of the night. So. So this is Dr. Skyne with Twax. Sorry? <laughs> what was that? The pair of what? <laughs> Twax. Thank you. 
Wow, that was Dr. Skyne with twax. That was that was a sonic onslaught, which is what we tend to get from Dr. Skyne. It was just but what, utterly what was it? But what was it called? Twax, <laughs> I think. <laughs> You've got the spelling wrong, Phil. It's an X. Maybe he's got maybe he's got a speech impediment, like um, <laughs> like Jonathan Ross. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find it, Phil? It's a Dr. Skyne classic again, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you see, Marty must be reading my mind because I said, I thought it was supposed to be tracks. But if you remember the, from the 1970s, and I'm wondering how old Dr. Skyme is, whether he remembers this, and if he was influenced by this person, Freddie Parrotface Davis. Because <laughs> I think that's how he pronounced tracks. Quacks. Click, click up to here, he used to say, something like that. Freddie Parrotface Davis, yeah, I remember him. <laughs> this was a classic, it was a classic Skyme, though, wasn't it? He's a friend of the show, folks, and he's... This is actually one of his tamer titles. I was looking at... I went on his YouTube um, channel. Um, not YouTube. Um, what's it called? Um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Oh, SoundCloud. Yeah, went on his Old SoundCloud. And it's got some great titles on there, like Finger Poked Through and stuff like that. <laughs> He, he didn't. He didn't do the. He didn't do the uh, unmentionable, did he? What, who did the, the DDD? I shan't mention it. <laughs> I think he did the I DDD. Think that was, uh, yeah, I think it was gone. I also yeah. dead dog's uh, dick. It was. Uh, yeah, we'll put some echo on that. But, but, but back to his music, you know, because I'm sure he'd like us to talk more about. That. <laughs> um, I just thought it was. It was just classic sky, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It was uh, got like some sort of. Um, you know, um, woodwindy sort of sound that he created synthetically. And then in came what I called the tympanic sounds, Oof. which is one of the words you've used, Jules, in the past. Tympanic. Oh. I'm glad and to hear that that time, word has caught on. It's coming yeah, back. Like yeah, like a tympanic. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell whether it had got two notes or whatever. It seemed to be part of the bass line, bass drum. Like timpani drums, it was. Yeah, it was. It was another great piece of music from the Doctor. Uh, right, we're going to move on into uh, this. Now, this is a friend of the show, but it's a friend of another show as well. So it's a friend of Modulate Show has now become a friend of our show, which is wonderful that we've got a bit of cross pollinisation across the shows there. So we'll talk a little about this on the other side. This is Paul Williams, who is Probby. This is counterpart. Thank you. 
That was Paul Williams, probably counterpart. What a wonderful piece of music that was. That was just beautiful. All the way direct from Stevenage, just on the outskirts of Massachusetts. That's the reason to say that is that I thought I just said, is this guy from his Americans? <laughs> no, Stevenage. <laughs> Close enough, isn't it? Uh, but anyway, apart from that. So, uh, yeah, it's Phil, what a lovely piece of music, wasn't it? That felt like a fresh spring day to me. Yeah, it, it was fabulous. I love the, it, there's a lot of stereo spread. To, mm. There's two counter... Um, opposed arps. There's a couple of arp patterns going on. One very much in the left, one in the right, um, and then a like a counter melody, a metallic sort of um, a third um, melody, if you like, to go over the top of that. Um, really, I found it fascinating the way they put it together. This is another really cleverly put together track. Yeah. Um, it, the drums as well went. Standard fare. There was sort of a bit of skip beat to them that give it a sort of a jazz feel. And I put yeah. there's some discordant, discordant stuff and a discordant key shift that came a bit later on, which once again jazzed it up a little bit. It was uh, very uh, you couldn't put you couldn't liken it to anything else. I thought it was a, a very beautiful track and yeah. another good choice, a good good choice again on the show. Really was. How's you funny, Martin? Well, as he as he's uh, said to me in a message, uh, it is it's quite a uplifting piece, and mm. I think what he was referring yeah. to that he does more darker um, type of tracks. But um, so so yeah, he says a more joyful piece of uh, for a change. He says um, a pendulum melody uh, is the centerpiece, decorated by two arpeggios uh, of different length either side of a stereo field. Well, yeah. well spotted Phil. A second melody is added, delayed version, the melody uh, producing a counterpoint effect. Uh, a deep bass and some real percussion from distant effects complete the picture. Um, so recorded live. Yeah. So it's, it's a one-off. So, wow. Yeah. Amazing. That, so for for a live piece of music, that is amazing. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really is astonishing. So again, thank you very much indeed, Probby. Um, would really love to play more of your stuff on here. Uh, anyway, thank you very much indeed, Probby. That was amazing. Right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to attempt to uh, pronounce this in the correct way and introduce it, and then I'll just pass over to Marsh and I'll do it right. Uh, so this is Johan <laughs> Agajon and Michael Ogren. Is that right, Martin? Uh, you might be right. I, I, I say Johan Agajon. And Mikael Ogren. That sounds better than mine. <laughs> Significantly better than mine. And this is monitoring the Zoids. It is.
I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names again, but that was utterly wonderful. Johan and Mikkel, that was an amazing piece of music. That was like, oh, I don't know. I've said it once before, Phil, but it is a little bit floating like the uh, floating across the mountains in Snowdonia. It was just gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah, what a, what a lovely wash of white noise to start. I was immediately taken to uh, Oxygen. I think it's pot four, yeah. isn't it? Um, just, um, and then it isn't oxygen, of course, once it starts off. Lovely name as well, Monitoring the Zoids. Yeah. Reminds me of myself, I'm monitoring the Amazoids at the moment <laughs> quite a lot. But <laughs> that's my problem, not theirs, because their, their art is beautiful. It's got like a sinister horror movie bass hits in it. Yeah, Exorcist yeah. Exorcisty um, synth patterns. It's all coming read, back to me now. You're, you're reading my notes, Phil. I put sinister. Right. I put sinister John Carpenter, Phil. Yeah, John Carpenter, of course. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're showing much far better knowledge than me. But um, mm. yeah, noise spattered spits and sweeping atmosphere. It's been a great show, hasn't it? There's oh, been some great music on. It's been real diversity. This yeah. is another one up there with the rest. It really is. It's again, it has been an amazing array of music tonight, Martin. Well done for picking all this well, out. This this is uh, from the album Artifact. Um, I've actually I picked this up from another radio. Uh, we're about to do our own radio show um, of me, me and my Marianne. Yeah. So you, so we, so the, you get in a Dropbox, you get music uh, to listen to, and this was one of the albums. And I put my headphones on, listened to the whole thing, and I was just blown away by it. So it's actually called Artifact. It's based on an unofficial soundtrack to Rendezvous with Rama by um, Arthur C. Clarke. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah. so it's like it's like a concept. It runs all the way through. Mm. Um, and as I say, it's an ambitious project. Um, uh, space synth, synth wave, space travel. Um, and and I, I mentioned, I, when I messaged these guys, I said, well, one of my favourite albums is by Mike Oldfield called Songs of Distant Earth, mm. which again is also an Arthur C. Clarke novel. Novel, I think. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to me, it, yeah, it's, it's very much like it could be in a soundtrack, couldn't it? Um, this music, oh, yeah. but yeah, also yeah. Tangerine Dream again comes to mind. Yeah. So, and I said John Carpenter for me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, again, Johanna Michael, thank you very much indeed for that. Let's have a quick rundown. So, first of all, just quickly mention that obviously uh, we really do appreciate um, being able to play these songs on here. We appreciate the amount of time and effort that goes into making these songs. If you want to send something across, we would really greatly appreciate you doing so. And we would love to play your song on here. So, the uh, email address is let me just get this right now pulse 8 radio that's p-u-l-s number eight radio there's no e in there so that's p-u-l-s eight radio at gmail.com uh, send it through or send a uh, we transfer link through and we'd genuinely be delighted to play your song so well, you know, it's well, a very well, open community sorry what was that again it's uh, pulse 8 radio at gmail.com great mate thank you very much for that Martin. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you go to uh, Pulsate Radio, same spelling.co.uk, there's a listen again on there uh, and also a contact us on there as well. And you can listen to our various channels where we put stuff out or look us up on YouTube at Pulsate somewhere or other on YouTube as well. I'm sure if you search around, you'll find it. But let's have a quick rundown of the songs tonight. So we started off with Austria, the beat and the pulse. That really was a cracking way to start the whole thing off, wasn't it? But, uh, a brilliant way to start the bookend going. Uh, then we move straight into Glyn Roberts. I'll have a go with Again, fast forward, probably WMACRCWRW. Uh, again, what a wonderful piece of music and great video to go with that too. That really was a fantastic uh, uh, piece of uh, art, really, more than anything else. Uh, then we're into your wonderful song, Martin, Fourth Eden, Phosphines, which was off. The, what's the new album called, Martin? 
Metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, available in all good retailers. Mm. Uh, then we moved on to Andrew Bayer, dedicated to Boston's waste management system, which was, again, had some amazing side chaining in there, all sorts of bits and pieces, but really was a superb piece of music. Once again, uh, when we moved on to Stephen Jones and Logan Sky, which was Martin's Monster with another hallucination. What a baseline. Brilliant bit of French in there. Hypnotic. Have a listen again. You might hear that Eastern influence. Probably not, but uh, just me. Uh, then we moved on to the interview with Dominic Hawken, uh, which was just superb. Thank you so much, Dominic, for being so generous with your time with us. Uh, and moved on to Dominic Hawken's song, Nodder, which was that fantastic uh, trance track that we played out of Dominic's there as well. And we moved into Hypnotica Time Tracks, which is that amazing um, dance track, which also had some, actually, I didn't mention it in there. It had some great use of side chaining in there as well, but it was really, really subtle, beautifully subtle side chaining in there. Um, and and then number eight, we had, oh, it was Dr. Skyme, Twax. Uh, what a song that was as well. It was proper classic Dr. Skyme coming out of the room there. Uh, then we moved on to Probby, Counterpart. Thank you very much, Paul Williams, for sending that through. Beautiful piece of music. And then we finished off with, I'll have a go once more. You have, <laughs> I'll go, uh, you do it, Martin. I'm just going to ruin it. Johan Hbjorn and Mikkel Ogren. Monitoring the Zoids. What an array of musical talent we've had tonight. And also, Brilliant. in the room with us, we've had musical talent. We've had Phil Goodall in the room with us tonight. Phil, it's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. <laughs> and oh, I'm just wondering yeah. if it's worth a quick mention of Matt Garnett is doing a third Only Human oh. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. CD. This is mm. true. Just, just to give it a quick mention. Absolutely. If anybody's got tracks waiting to be submitted. Tracks. Tracks or twacks. Pop <laughs> <laughs> them through to Matt, I'm sure, or just uh, mention something on the Only Human page. I'm sure he'd be absolutely delighted yeah. to be on the album. Uh, Phil, always a pleasure, never a chore. Martin, as always, a wonderful selection of music. Utterly astounding, yeah. really. Uh, and finally, he's not here, but we just want to be uh, uh, just say one last big thank you very much indeed to Andy Peggs for, for starting the show off, uh, for being the uh, pioneer of the Only Human community, for maintaining the Only Human community, and for now bringing it out on the road for us all to enjoy as well as soon as lockdown's out. So, Andy, a big salute to you and a big thank you to you. Good night, everybody. Let's do the big goodbyes, Martin. Off you go. Bye. Yeah, it's the four out of ten. Uh, Phil? Terror a bit, terror a bit, as they say, rampant. You see now, Phil's put some effort in there, Martin. Think about that for next time. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I was inspired by Martin. <laughs> yeah, he's just developed. He just developed it. So that's my that's my um art artistic. <laughs> yeah, karate kid. Yeah, from here. Not now, Arthur. Not now. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Oh, you,